You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and sponsored by rockauto.com amazing deals all the parts you'll ever need go to rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you i'm your host aj andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com recording on another weekend night as the rain falls down here in nova scotia yeah we definitely needed that rain because it has been brutal so kind of glad for that kind of glad baseball's starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, actually going to focus on baseball in this episode, which makes me happy. Um, so we're going to talk about some storylines that have been emerging from the Blue Jays summer camp um, and not the Twitter ones. We are going to handle the Twitter ones tomorrow. Um And then before that, we actually have a special treat for you here on the podcast, so look forward to that dropping sometime in the next 12 hours. Um, But yeah, I wanted to start with a couple storylines, and um, I'm going to save the major news, I think, for the second half um, to talk about it a little longer, just because there are so many implications from that that I want to have the time to dive into all of them. So we'll hold off on that for a sec. But I do want to start with uh, some rotation news. Since we were talking about the rotation last time, uh, you and I got together to talk about some baseball, some actual baseball. Um, We were talking about potential plans for the Blue Jays and how they might handle the rotation. And I floated out the idea of uh, using six in the rotation just to kind of space out the innings because you don't know what shape the arms are in. Of course, Garrett Cole goes out next day, fires five innings. Matt Shoemaker goes out the next day, fires five. So some of the pitchers are in better shape than I think people realize. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising. I mean, I'm, a lot of pitchers do have the capability to work out at home probably a lot easier than a lot of the hitters. I mean, I was able to pitch at home with just a tire propped up on a pallet. So, you know, it's very possible um, that some of these pitchers are, you know, stretched out and ready to go. Um, One pitcher who said he's ready to go, as we've mentioned on this podcast, is Nate Pearson. And uh, Nate Pearson has looked very good. Nate Pearson has looked very dominant. So, why is Nate Pearson coming up? You think he have a spot locked up, right? Well, it's not that certain. Because um, today at Blue Jays camp, uh, Charlie Montoyo started offering some pictures into how this Blue Jays roster is going to shake down. And one of the revelations is that Trent Thornton is going to be on this team as the number five starter. Which, if you take into account 
that the Blue Jays have four veteran starters that they will probably be running out in Hyunjin Ryu, Matt Shoemaker, Tanner Roark, and Chase Anderson. That means they already have a full rotation. Charlie Montoyo also said that Nate Pearson is not a reliever. Never will be. So he's not going into that role. Which begs the question, what is going to be done with Nate Pearson then? And a lot of people took that to mean that Pearson is not going to be in the rotation and may not be factoring into the season at all for the Blue Jays. Which, I don't buy it. I I honestly don't. And we'll dive into this a little bit more in the second half of the podcast. But, I mean, you don't sign Hyunjin Ryu if you don't think you can start making moves now. You You don't fully buttress that rotation if you don't think you can start making moves now. I think the six-man rotation is on the table for the Blue Jays. I have not seen anything ruling that out. I have just seen that Trent Thornton's at number five. Maybe Chase Anderson's the six. Who knows? All I know is that if the Blue Jays think they have a shot at contending, and I I know uh, Mark Shapiro was on Tim and said earlier this summer and saying they're in the hardest division in baseball and it's, it's going to be so difficult. But the Blue Jays are a team that are primed to take advantage of a shortened season. A lot of younger guys who don't need a lot of reps to really just get out there and go. I mean, Bo Bichette's out there hitting jacks on his first day of summer camp. He he looks ready. A lot of the team looks ready. So the Blue Jays have that window open. And, and it's not like they're they're not experimenting. Um, it, was, it was said that Montoya's looking at bringing Anthony Kay along, at least for the opening uh, portion of the season, and using him out of the bullpen, potentially as a piggyback arm. Um, and I was talking about this with uh, Lansing broadcaster Jesse Goldberg-Stressler over Twitter um, after the, the podcast came out. Um, how, you know, it's a very popular strategy in the minor leagues just to get guys some innings. And we might be seeing more of that, especially from guys like Trent Thornton, like Chase Anderson, who have occasionally had problems in the best of times getting their inning counts and, and getting deep into a game to the less than the load on that bullpen. So... For a guy like Anthony Kay, it makes a lot of sense to have him around, especially when we've already talked about just the dearth of left-handers on this roster. Again, Thomas Pannone seems to be the only lefty set in stone. Although, again, Brian Moran has grown on me a little bit. So it makes a lot of sense to be able to play around with that. But again, as we mentioned before, Nate Pearson does not have the makeup of a reliever like Aaron Sanchez that you do not want that 102 mile an hour fastball being burned in the eighth inning. So I would take this uh, news with a grain of salt because it doesn't rule out anything yet, especially since we do not know how Charlie Montoya is going to build this pitching staff. But I would not be surprised if this is a bit of a smokescreen and Pearson's on that roster 
uh, when the Blue Jays open up their season against the Rays. So that that is something uh, that will bear further monitoring as the Blue Jays start to ramp up towards that quote-unquote opening day, which is uh, a little under two weeks away. So, yay, baseball. Um, we are going to talk about the major uh, position news that came out of the Blue Jays camp this week and just what that might do to the team's outlook. What it won't do is change the prices at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They are remarkably efficient and much better than me at talking. But they they have everything from engine control modules, uh, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, windshield wipers, which you would need if you're driving as I'm recording, because it is a downpour. If you find out you need a new windshield wiper, you can get it at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique. It's very easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices that you prefer. They're always going to be reliably low, no matter if you're a professional mechanic or just puttering around the garage. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available. And when they ask, how did you hear about us, write locked on in the box so they know that you heard it from us and we get a little credit. Um, I don't really need any tail lamps, but, you know, it's just nice to feel noticed. So, go to the place that has amazing selection and reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so I held off on the big story. uh, On the field-wise for the Blue Jays. Because I want to just go into it and go deep. So, it was announced that Travis Shaw was not signed to be the first baseman that many people predicted. He is not here to give Rowdy Tellez competition. He is here to take Vlad Jr.'s job at third. That is the plan. Shaw came up through the Boston organization as a third baseman, so that is where he's going to play the majority of the games. Obviously, they'll they'll sprinkle in some Brandon Drury, maybe some Joe Panic. Maybe some Santiago Espinal, depending on how things break down. But the plan is to have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. playing at first base and DHing, probably splitting time with Rowdy Tellez. So, this is a move I think a lot of people saw coming maybe in 2021, maybe in 2022. Not now. Not, not in this crazy mess of a season that MLB is embarking on. But people have been clamoring for it for a while. And it it does make sense. Vladdy doesn't exactly have the range of a third baseman. Doesn't have the mobility of a third baseman. Doesn't have the accurate throwing arm of a third baseman. There are so many third baseman tools he does not have. 
but we were fine with it and willing to, you know, look past it because he goes placata and everyone gets excited. But this was the natural move. I mean, you know, you want someone of Vladdy's skill not to tire himself out. Um, you know, trying to make dives for hot shots that he just can't come up with. You want him to focus on hitting. And that's what it looks like the Blue Jays are going to do. Um, what does this mean for the future, though? I think that's the thing. Because, like, if you're if you're converting Vladdy to first base DH already, I mean, one, it means Roddy Telez is basically part-time. And, you know, he should probably start scouting out another location to play baseball at. Two... Travis Shaw is on a one-year deal. And that means that he's just a seat filler at the moment. And, you know, we kind of posited this a little bit um, when the 60-man pool was announced and Jordan Groshans was on it, that this was a chance for the Blue Jays to take one of their top prospects who they're kind of high on and start seeing how he looks on a major league diamond. And since Groshans is an infielder and Bo Bichette isn't going anywhere, if he goes anywhere, it's to second base to make room for Francisco Lindor. But it seems like third base is Jordan Groshans' destiny. And he does have the power in the bat, even at the young age. He has the power to be able to justify his spot there. Third base being... Uh, that spot where you want, uh, you know, your home run hitters, that the guys who have the cannon arms, be able to use that on their swing. And Groshans has gotten a lot of buzz. Um, you know, top 40 prospect in baseball, which um, he did. He did have that hype coming out of uh, high school. Um, Magnolia High School in Texas, if I recall correctly. He did have that kind of hype, but, you know, you still would have thought he might be like a year or two away from being able to contribute. But again, as this Blue Jays team starts to shift in like, we want to win now mode, now's the time they want to, you know, get Vladdy off the side. Now's the time they want to start bringing up Groshans or... And this is the other thing. If he's not ready, potentially take a look at Austin Martin. Because everyone has Martin pegged as a as an up-the-middle guy. But theoretically, Martin played everywhere at Vanderbilt. So it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to see him at third base. And, and this could just be the new normal for the Blue Jays. Having a bunch of guys they can just, you know, rearrange the chessboard with every day. And be able to deploy wherever they need. And, you know, Martin kind of put that strategy on, like, a hyperdrive with his ability to play across the diamond, across the ballpark. So, if this was ultimately the move that the Blue Jays were going to make, it, it does kind of make sense to start doing it now and, and start seeing what they have in these guys. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going to get out of Travis Shaw at third, but... 
you know, that does make more sense platooning than uh, trying to get him in with Rowdy Telez. I've tried it. It doesn't really work. They're very similar hitters. So, yeah, I, I think this does open up a few more options for the Blue Jays. I think they'll be able to use it well. And if Travis Shaw manages to acquit himself and can get over the fact he's in a hotel... That can only serve to the Blue Jays' benefit and to his benefit. And we're going to be talking about Sean, that hotel, um, in in two episodes from now. That's when we're going to do it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're nearing the end of this one. Uh, just want to give you the heads up. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Shaw and the Twitter stuff um, tomorrow. But before that, tune in to a special edition of Locked On Blue Jays where I'm not really the focal point, And I'm sure that comes as a relief to some of you. Um, but no, um, I joined Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres and Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees. That's right. Reached out to the Bombers. And we recorded an episode... Um, where uh, Javi and Stacy essentially debated the merits of Fernando Tatis Jr. and Gleyber Torres for who would be the best young shortstop going forward. And because they needed a judge, they got me. And you know what? I'm a pretty awesome judge, it turns out. I, I'm fair. I am impartial. I could totally take Judge Judy's job. And, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I did I did attempt to get into law school. So that's my credential for judging. So check that out um, on this channel. Uh, be sure to subscribe to Locked on Blue Jays on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Um, all episodes will be posted there. So you can follow along without me just, you know, shooting my mouth off. But if you do want me shooting my mouth off, um, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because as Blue Jays fans are learning all over again. Twitter is dumb. It is so dumb. So dumb. We'll be talking about that more. I'm I'm not happy to be doing it. Well, I get to make my opinions known about a certain ex-member of the baseball community who is making sure he will stay an ex-member of the baseball community. So, yeah. That's what we'll be doing here. Um, but now that this episode of the podcast is over, feel free to tell whatever smart device you have on your phone, uh, on your phone, in your home, wherever you put it. I don't judge. Um, just say, hey, smart device, play Locked on MLB and you will get the latest episode with Sully and you will enjoy yourself because Sully does good work. Very passionate. So. Check that out, and we will be back with that special episode I told you about. And until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysrunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care. 